Black turtlenecks. Whoa. Turtlenecks? So we get a, like did the death row or <laughs> Alright, I'm ready. Would you be Shug Knight in that? One second. I I would like to be Snoop Dogg in that picture. I think Snoop was the coolest motherfucker in Death Row. Was Warren G in that picture? I think it was Snoop, Dre, Shug, and Tupac. Snoop was the coolest dude. Ready? I was going to go live, but... You want to fuck with Shug Knight? Let's go live. Snoop? Snoop? Can you see it from back there? Yeah. Drake? Drake? I'm not good with this live stuff, man. I'm starting to invent with it now. With the live what? what is live this? Instagram, live Facebook. Oh, yeah. I'm saying, bro. Like, I'm too old for that. Like, it's time to mind. But, you know, the funniest is when you see people start doing the Instagram live, and they have the camera on them, and they're just so busy trying to read it. it. They're like... Yeah. <laughs> it's late, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hook up together. Uh, mine's mine up? up. I don't know what that means. What are they doing? It means Ooh. we're gonna hook up. We're gonna sex. M- my <laughs> internet is slow as hell, so. You should just do it from the triest one. Ah! I always try to like aim to be on on seven, but. What do you mean? What time is it? Does that happen to you? I'm gonna ask you a lot of like insider podcast I know, right? questions. Yeah. We are the expert. How do you do your show? <laughs> How do we do our show? All right, let's uh, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> Why'd you buy a mic? <laughs> Why don't you buy a mic that works? <laughs> you get your mic? My favorite mic just blew out today. Damn! Where'd you get your mics? Where do you get your mics? That was my favorite mic, man. He has a favorite mic. I have a does. favorite mic. I use that mic for the guests like and myself. Like, like you like I got a loud ass voice. Yo, we were in the studio uh, this week, actually. In the studio that we were recording this week, they got new headphones. But it's like, it's almost Duh. like you're in a helicopter. <laughs> that shit, yo. Because we're using like this. I saw this. the video. Yo, we and were Rachel like. Rachel has the little thing. She looks like a reception. Yo, no, because uh, uh, Jamie, we cut it out. Jamie said some shit, and I'm like, you know what? I'm out. Yo, I'm, I'm just going to stand up for the rest of the yo. That's some crazy shit, yo. That's fucking but it's fun because that shit was like this and you just tell because usually when you have your hands you're kind of like yeah. kind of like yeah oh yeah. okay <laughs> but like yeah, when you have the headphone like dang it was perfect you know what you need to go I, no I feel like I, I need to like practice like my posture no we curse we do like a broomstick we do whatever we want we uh Jacob keeps walking by looking over here just come in here he does not want to be on camera oh no he's uh the fucking fixes your bum Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the show. I'm joined today. Come on in, Jay. Come on in, Jay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm joined by my brother, Benny Banks. Yo, what's really good? Oh, damn. I'm Yo, sorry. I'm I trying to get in the thing. You okay, got your fucking I fucked up your whole face. intro. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Crazy Boogs is here. What's poppin'? And today's guest is none other than Juan Bago, well, Michael Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Juan Bago. Juan Bago. From Latinos Out Loud. Jay's here. Woo! Jay, thank you for letting us use the uh, monkey you, room. Thank you. We love you so much. Thank you, Theo. Will you adopt me? <laughs> we'll talk about it. Talk about Will it you later. adopt me? Talk about it later. All right, cool. <laughs> So always, always good to have the Dominican Vin Diesel on the house. Hell yeah. <laughs> you uh, know, I never put that together. Yeah. Till now. <clears throat> so we're live in the monkey room. And, of course, Justin is behind the camera as usual. Mahi yeah, Cannon is here so. today. The real Mahi Cannon. Real. And we're joined by Angel. Uh, the stunt double of Mahi Cannon was here last week. <laughs> Will, we love you, Will. Shout out to Will. So, from Latinos Out Loud... Michael Diaz or Mike mm. Diaz, aka Juan Bago. Yes. From New Rochelle, but moved to Washington Heights. We'll mm-hmm. get into that. Mm-hmm. He's on his trajectory. His his what what trajectory? Trajectory. I like that word. That's a freaky little word. We'll talk about the trajectory. Latinos Allow is now on its fifth season, third episode today. Uh, second came out. Second or third? Second. We lose count. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I know it's five. He's got yes. more than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my second now. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're gonna get like real personal into his Ooh. background, his life. Personal. We're gonna have him into ask him intimate questions. Yes. You know, uh, 
As you can tell, he drinks wine. He's a sophisticated yeah. man. Soy fino, yeah. <laughs> un, un hombre fino. Is that a Pinot Noir? Uh, no, no, it's, it's actually Malbec. Ooh, a Malbec? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Malbec. what vineyard? What, what? I think uh, from Long Island. Can we get a taste? Can we get a taste? Or Jersey Shore? With the thumb up? Let's, let's, let's see. I, I kind of like to, you know, kind of... Let's see. You that, need to smell a, it. Smell <laughs> it, it must be a good year. It's the southern Southern I think late 2016, 17. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Because I forgot I had the bottle, and it, I was like, "Oh, snap! It's right there." And then that's why. And then so it's not a, yeah. a Chateau Diana from no, the way Reed or. Oh my God, Charles Schwab. I think I had that by accident like a month ago. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Am I gonna this shit?" <laughs> I was I was listening to your show. I always walk by that that display. They got like always got a weird display before you get to the cashier, and it's like a white Siphonail, a Cabernet, yes, and some yeah. other. Sh- and I'm like Chateau Diana. Who the hell is gonna pay four dollars for wine? Yeah. Dude, I've done it plenty of times. You have? Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, more you, you. you brought yo. <laughs> That's like the only time that you get like a, a hangover, like it's the same night. The best yeah, yeah, yeah. The, best right away. the quality of that wine, yeah. yo. <laughs> instant hangover. Yeah, instant. Like, ah, oh, damn, yo. You know I think you could put chuck? that as antifreeze in your car. <laughs> <laughs> you never had a three-buck chuck? No. no. That's the Charles Shaw. Go to Trader Joe's. Three dollars. Three dollars? Three dollars. Yeah, but that's Trader, like Trader Joe's, Dwayne Reed, you know, it's a little yeah. bit of a, you know, it's a little bit of difference in the, uh, the what taste. What are you talking about? What's the difference? I think that Trader it, Joe's first the- of all, first of all, if you buy something from Dwayne Reed, Listen, the quality have, might not be as good as Trader Have you Trader. ever been to Chateau Diana? You don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know. Maybe they got fucking great. You wish you'd look up that Maybe they're not squashing the grapes with their feet. <laughs> maybe. But another body part. Maybe. And that's why it's cheaper. Oh, hell yeah. And maybe that's it's... Uh, yeah. So other juices in there. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Stop. It's like the He's chicken, dying! It's like the chicken nuggets of wine, right? You're mm. saying you don't know what... You don't know what is you're eating. Great? What shit is it? <laughs> but exactly. it's delicious. Yeah. Listen, I don't think... Maybe, you know? If, if that's what the budget calls for... Okay. Who knows? You know, more power to All those right. people. Let's move Georgia on from too. Chateau Diana's. Are you upset about <laughs> Chateau Diana? You know, plugging Chateau yeah. Diana. We want to check Chateau Diana. Yeah, yeah. well, it's not going to be that much of a check. <laughs> Their bottom line is probably not that much of a profit. So. They're going to send me a case. Yeah, that's it. That's all it is. It's $12. Not even a freaking t-shirt. Those are the type of wines where you're like, last thing, oh, shit, housewarming party? Yo, get that shit, Chateau uh, whatever, right? Men of Shows. Yeah. Get the men of Shows out. So let's ask uh, Mike, yes. give us a little bit of your background. Um, your life and your family, where'd you mm-hmm. grow up? Okay. How'd you end up in this neighborhood called Washington Heights? Yeah. Uh, so my parents met in Washington Heights wow. in the 70s. Uh, my father was in construction. Um, and my father is that type of Dominican that he came from uh, Campo in DR yeah. and he wanted to translate that in the States. So he didn't <laughs> yeah. want to be around hum- other human beings. Mm, wow. So he moved to New Rochelle uh, and then from there moved to Connecticut and yeah. then moved way up near Danbury, Brewster, New York, Connecticut. Oh, shit. Yeah, so yeah. I was there for a while. And then eventually I was like, nah, because I used to go to the Heights like every single weekend because I had like the majority of my relatives were here in Washington Heights. Yeah. And then as a young adult, young man, I moved to the Heights around the time that I wanted to get into doing arts. Uh, At that time, there were no arts or anything like that. It was just like Spanish clubs, but there was nothing as far as the art that was booming in the late 2000s and early 2000, you know, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Uh, I moved from Connecticut to New York because I'm pursuing acting. Um, got you, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. What'd your dad say? Like, I know, you know, we come from the Dominican oh, state yeah. background. Dad, you know, he's like, doctor. you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what do you say when you say, I want to be an actor? Well, the the thing about it was my my dad knew from a young age I had a smart mouth, right? So even like I remember one time I like I needed my uh, F paper to be you know signed by my dad to prove that he yeah. saw that I failed, and I was I'm big into sports and baseball, so uh, I was like, "Papi, man," he goes. You got it three out of ten. I sing F. I'm like, well, puppy, if it was baseball, I'd be batting three hundred. That's pretty good. Boom. That's a good argument. And that, like, so you know, so I was always a class clown, always doing comedy, and my dad knew it. Uh, but 
until I did the HBO, uh, there was um, the Abla Yad. They had a special yeah. about Latinos that grew up unique as Latinos, and I told my story about growing up in Connecticut. Yeah. Until that point, it was one of those like, eh, hey, dude, you know, work, work with me in construction, you know, make that money. But once he saw the HBO and I was talking about him, which I was very fearful because I was doing an impression of him and all that. <laughs> it was crazy because I did one on my mom and my dad, and I'm thinking, mom's going to find it cute. And yeah, dad's going to kill me. me. <laughs> it was the opposite. My mom's like, a risky I, move. I don't talk like that. Why you say I talk like that? <laughs> and I'm like, shit, once dad comes home and he sees it, I'm done. He went, he saw it, and he started like crying from laughter. And from there, he started calling me Mr. Hollywood. Well, so I think from... It. He approved it. That was even... Wait, but did he say like that, Mr. Hollywood? Or, or, he doesn't tell me Hollywood in my face. He oh. tells Hollywood to my sibling. Like, oh, how you brother Hollywood? How you doing, man? Uh, he's, he's good. He's doing all right. Um, but but that, I dealt with that. And I think, you know, even my cousin Jerry at Modifoca, um, he dealt with it too, where, you know, we have very old school dads that are like, you know, what's arts? Like, please make that money, you know, support the family. And yeah, because they have this uh, machismo embedded where the man is supposed to go out and yeah. you gotta make them. You gotta bring home the, the caveman, yeah. oh, bring home the food. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like comedy is like yeah. un chalatán, yeah. comedians are able to uh, use their upbringing and like well, you, even the best stand-ups. Yeah. You see the yeah. comedian reference their You need to go through like fucking tragedy. Yes. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I mean like you know the, the thing about it the th the thing about uh, me growing up, and I, I talk about that with my siblings, is that yeah. all four of us have a great sense of humor because my mother and my father are very eccentric. Like, you know, and the other thing about it too is this, and I, and I haven't really spoken about it as much, but watching the David Chappelle special talking about growing up in D.C. and people are like, yo, how was it growing up? You know, I grew up in a very upper class, but yeah. with the income of like, you know, Living in, in a, I could live in the Heights, so it's yeah. tough because me being 15, 16, my friends are getting Mercedes Benz and all these expensive cars, but I'm grown, I'm like poor in upper class, so a lot of comedy came out of that, and my father just didn't click, he didn't care, like he just, he had no shading, there was just, there was just no connection or understanding of like how a child will grow up in a very, you know, upper class, but struggling. <laughs> Like, just, you know, clothes and everything, and it being in a, in a place of materialism. So, a lot of comedy came from that pain and growing up there in the later years and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, growing up with, uh, with having my father, like, I, I um, also spoke about it. Like, I actually, uh, like, one, like, something, talking about a short uh, story about my father. Um, he, I didn't have a poncho, and my, my dad didn't want to drive me to the, the bus stop. So, he literally got a, a black garbage bag, you know, <laughs> cut it up. Yeah. Got like a piece of lasso and then like another one like the one you get from the supermarket yeah. and I literally had to go to the bus stop <laughs> come in imagine like 12 but to him that's fine because in a couple innovative oh, yeah. yeah so yeah like you said it, it works practical but marketing wise <laughs> not gonna be popular when you get there you know what I'm saying like imagine you're on the bus and you yeah. see me like what the fuck is that like that's a garbage bag you know very clever, but for the yeah. self-esteem, it really wasn't really <laughs> yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I don't mean to laugh at your pain. No, I mean, hello, I mean, I laugh at it now, but there was a lot of stories like that. My father was very innovative, but it just, you know, just buy a poncho with that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, so I feel like you could do a, a special. Mm. Uh, I feel like you got the material in the years. Mm -hmm. Is that something that is in your mind, or are you... Or, or, or you Still thinking about it, or I've never like I've done stand up in a sense that I've been you know some of these uh, in, in the last few years you know people have asked me to host a comedy night. Yeah, okay. You know yeah. when you open up, you know they're obviously comedians. Have it's a warmer, yeah, like a yeah. warm up. Um, but I think for me, I, my mind, the way my mind is connected, and I'm always like thinking like I can have a set piece, but I'm like really good with improv. That. Like, for me, I'm very receptive with the audience that I think I, I overthink to be a stand-up comedian. I can do improv, I can do sketch, I love the stage. But to do comedy, I think it'd be more of like a one-man show. 
I think that would be something that I could probably put in and you know do the impressions of all my relatives. Uh, but to do like a half hour thing about it, I don't know if I'm. I'll experiment. I'll try, but I probably would veer more to like a half hour one man show about my my life. And Something like yeah. Johnny Legs does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to see like a pan con queso reboot. Ooh. <laughs> well, exclusive. We're we're discussing, you know, bringing it back. Hey, Bob, well, no, you know, what I'm saying. I think there's a time and space for it. Like yeah. since we stopped, I haven't seen, and I was looking to see have other individuals that would do parody videos. But that market has been completely, you know, vacant. As, yeah, yeah well, no, 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 vacant because there's not anyone really that put that precedent in as far as the quality of the music and all the stuff. So we definitely get the itch to do it because you know. Combining comedy with music is like the best thing, you know, because it, it stays out. in yeah. your mouth. Yeah. So we're going a little. How'd you come up? Well, let's talk about Juan Bago. Because mm. people know you as Juan Bago. I know you as Mike. Yeah. People know you as Juan Bago. How'd you create? Like, I know there's like a folk. There's a folk Dominican tale behind that. Character. I mean, there's Juan Bobo in Puerto Rico. Juan Bobo, that's the. I'm sorry. Which I found out afterwards, but then I still got the side eye from my <coughs> friends. They're like, yeah, you got that from Juan Bobo. I'm like, I didn't even know that it was a Juan Bobo, <laughs> like a kid's book and cartoon thing. Um, Juan Bago came out where I had like a very uh, unfunny title for the feature film that I did. So if we're going to go way back in, in time, um, I went to the Latino Film Festival, the HBO one. Uh, I went, I saw short films there. I said, you know what, I'm going to write. I'm going to write something. I'm going to write a feature. Um, I shot the feature when working with the title. It wasn't really funny. And I didn't even have a, a last name for Juan, which was the name of it. And I feel, you know, the character's lazy. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to call it, you know, Juan Bago. But with my gringo ass, I didn't know that <laughs> it was with a V. So I did Juan Bago, I trademarked it, mm-hmm. copyrighted it, everything. And then my cousin was like, yo, um, you know, it's with a V, right? I'm like, ah, oh, shit, too late. So it stuck. <laughs> and then you know how, like for me, networking, <clears throat> I would network. I would go out. Like I was a hustler. I would go to all yeah. the industry parties and everything. And then I'm like, yeah, I got a movie coming out. It's called The Story of Juan Bago. And they're like, oh, that's great. And what's your, what's your role? I'm like, oh, I'm producing I'm, I'm Juan Bago. So it stuck in getting out there the no, brand because Juan Bago yeah. yeah. is like, you know, as the lead, I was out there and I'm like, yo, Juan Bago. So it, it caught on. And then once I started doing other projects, I was like, all right, you know, Michael Diaz, Juan Bago. I went with the, the Juan Bago brand as far as the artist side. Uh, producing and everything out of Michael Diaz. But it stuck on there as far as being the, the name. One box, and you also did. There's a couple things. There's, <clears throat> I like when people do their. There's uh, there's uh, the story of Juan Bago. You already brought that up. Crazy Boogie brought up Pan con Queso. There's also Room Twenty Eight Comedy. Yeah. Homies in the Heights. Uh, Wives in the Heights is Wives in the Heights, right? No, Wives in the Heights was um, a project that um, a couple of individuals wanted to do a parody yeah. on uh, Real Housewives, Wives. and they shot a, a trailer for it. But it was, and I directed the trailer. But it was never developed as far as... Uh, but I think that's at this point in time where it is... By the way, I'll talk to you off camera about that. But um, <coughs> there is a... I think there is an audience for that kind of show oh, right now. Absolutely. And then you did Hooked on Hookah. My favorite skit, Dominicans was Puerto Rican. My wife's Puerto Rican and Cuban. Mm. She had never seen it before. I was like, oh, I'm interviewing my boy. My yeah, yeah. On the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played it for her. And she thought it was hysterical, so she yeah. did it for the whole family. Oh wow! So yeah, there's a, a couple like of things that. we want, and then of course the uh, podcast. Yes, but we're at Juan Bago. What do you do next after you did the story of Juan Bago? You wrote it. So um, because I literally, um, I like, I wanted to do the feature, and there was a lot of people that were involved in a project. Yeah. Project. A lot of individuals in that project were doing their projects. So I took about two to three years really helping other individuals doing short films, a feature. Um, around that time is when I started the, the first version of Room 28 back in 07 because I was working with a network that was, this is back in 07 where digital was not what digital is now, content. Yeah, right. So I got contracted to create weekly content um, uh, the sketches and things of that nature they gave me a camcorder they gave me some uh, editing software so like from a couple years after Juan Bago I took the event and I was like look I got a camera I know a couple directors I know a bunch of funny people let's create sketches and that's where Room 28 came around and I was doing that for two to three years then back in around 09 is when I met Rachel 
which we started online radio because online radio was big in that time. So I did online radio, and then uh, C Large. I worked with him. We were doing uh, music videos, commercials, and then f fast forward 2013, 14. Brought back Room 28, and just been doing sketches with Flama and a lot of digital platforms. And you also did. Um, there was a commercial. Where you were like, oh art. shit, that's one of my favorite. What's the character? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anybody in the Bronx knows about Fernando the Party. Yes. Which, which is coming back again this year. I feel like everything's I'm bringing back. I'm just bringing everything back. Like, yo, uh, Paco Cass is coming back. Is, know, 10 is years. Fernando coming back like on your own character? No. Or no, is no. he coming back with that same? With, is it like a promo? A promotion? License to North End Wine and Liquors. Yeah, I think the way North End Wine and Liquors. No, it's not actually my character. Um, the way it happened with Fernando the Party Planner was at the time I had a friend of mine that was casted for it, yeah. but he was union. And that commercial was non-union. So my boy was like, yo, they're trying to do a, a, a commercial in the Bronx. I threw your name in there and then I went and they were like, Think you can be funny? And I'm like, alright, let's see. <laughs> let's do this. And then I did it and like it was just ridiculous. Like it's so funny how many people from the Bronx, like, you know, like even DJs and Marrow, Loopy, everyone knew of me because of the commercial. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, but they they literally didn't think. They the, the expectation for that commercial was like all the other commercials were very campy and cheesy and everything. Yeah. They were trying to do that. But I guess the connection of uh, how I saw the character, because I knew it was going to be campy, but I wanted to use, like, I wanted to be campy with a wink and I Like, yeah. I know it's campy instead yeah. of, like, it's campy. Yeah. And it struck a chord and it just became to a point where after Pan Con Queso and after all this, it was like, we can't afford him things, anymore. Though. And, like, literally they was like, yo, we can't. Like, um, I when I shot some stuff that's gonna be coming out this year, uh, I was with the owners and stuff, and they're like, "Yo, you don't understand. People come here and they think he works here. Come, <laughs> we get, we get, I fucking thought you worked we, here. We, we get prank phone calls. We get like, it's like it is getting really, really. It got, it got to a point where it's like, all right, enough is enough. <laughs> but they want, you know, they brought it back. So this year they're gonna you know, be maybe. playing some of them. That's <clears> that shit is gonna. That shit was fucking good. My mom. Love that fucking commercial. Yo, have you ever as the character? Just Yo, go. you know what's so funny? If you look up on YouTube, uh, there was a kid that was hospitalized, yeah. and the father wanted uh, for the child to meet with me. And it was oh, the crazy thing. It was yo. me and then my cousin, um, the, the villain in there. And we went... Uh, and I had to do some public stuff and some kids and it's like yo this is North End Liquor and kids are looking up to them. I'm like what kind of role model is a you know a, 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 yeah. a mascot for a liquor store but I guess I I don't know it struck a chord so. with the curls too so yeah, will Fernando be a guest on Latinos Out Loud at, uh, at the store Ooh, uh, I don't know. That's up to the store. Uh, probably, when it, probably when the commercial comes back again, you know, because still people are like, they miss it. I'm like, all right, so. So one of my cousins, uh, he's huge into film and television. Yes. And he he actually was the one that was like, yo, you got to check out this dude, Juan Bago. Mm -hmm. Back in like 07. Mm -hmm. He's like, I need you to ask him something. Ooh. Ask him about his experience working with Oz Rodriguez and being in SNL videos. And how long are we going to wait to see him as the first Dominican SNL cast? Let's wow. go. Let's go. The wow. deep question. Wow. So, Anthony, there Boy, you go. Man. Wow. And he's, a, he's, he's, he's a Juan Pago. He's a, he's a, wow. A, that, great question. <laughs> great, great question. Well, first off, met Oz because a friend of mine was like, yo, I didn't even know this. My friend was like, yo, the director of the digital shorts is Dominican. I was like, yeah, right. You got to be kidding me. And I saw it. I went, went slid in his DMs. Nothing. <laughs> then uh, the head of Remolacha.net. Yeah. Uh, Remo, shout out to Remo. Shout Remo was like, Remolacha. listen, I want to interview uh, Osmani, and I want you to interview him. And I was like, ah. I was like, all right. So... Uh, Remo was like, all right. So I got in contact with Oz, and I went, for the first time ever, interview him in the office in SNL. And 
and I was like, you're sweating. To kiss his ass, I I found out that he likes keepers, so I brought a keepers for the interview, and then there. And it's like a weird situation because I'm like, hey, look, I'm interviewing you, but like, I'm an actor, you know, what's up? And we stayed in touch, and then I found about maybe seven, eight months afterwards, he's like, hey, you want to be in one of the digital things? Drake's going to be in the video. And I'm like, what? Of course. So from there, I was in the Drake uh, video. But the funny thing was, uh, Oz was like, if you have any other friends, bring them along. So the funny thing about it is that the first video I ever did, my plus one got more camera time than I did. So it was the weirdest thing because I'm watching it and I'm like, and then my boy was like, yo, you saw me? I'm like, yeah, I saw you, but I didn't see myself. All right? So I got pissed. But then I got to do with Chappelle, so I got to see Chappelle perform all his iconic characters and stuff. Look, working with uh, Osmani, Oz, the guy, it doesn't matter what nationality he is, he is just the best in directing. Like, right. seeing him direct, you know, Chappelle, directing everybody. It's, it's a thing where being that calm, because remember, when you're doing these digital shorts, you get the script Thursday, you're doing pre-production Thursday night, Friday you're already shooting. Saturday you needed a full blown sketch edited. So to have all that pressure and him being ice and being able to have in his brain, he's got backups behind backups behind backups. To see that, you only become better. I was um, Room Twenty Eight got him to direct a sketch. We won a couple awards, so I got I was the lead in that sketch. So to work with him and his geniusness was the best. So. Plan B, being the first Dominican one, I let's see. I mean, it's a lot. It's it's tough. One of the things of watching behind the scenes, there's a lot of politics and a lot of stuff being on SNL. You could, you could join uh, SNL in one year. It takes you about yeah. two to three years. Unless you're Will Ferrell or you're one of these geniuses, it takes a while. Like, there's a Latina oh. right now, and she's been on the cast for three years now, oh, and shit. she'll be in a sketch or two, but it's a, it's a grind. It's a process. It's a process to yeah. be in there. I would love to, but I feel like I wouldn't be upset if I wasn't yeah. going to be on SNL um, at this point in time. Yeah. Well, I feel if there's one of us that has a shot coming from this neighborhood and our background, it, it, it's you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's Appreciate you. that. Um, have you ever auditioned for it though? I haven't. I think this year I'm gonna make a prediction. I'll probably be close to auditioning for it. Like yeah. I have the leads now, because that's the other thing about it. You just can't be like, yeah, yo, <laughs> yeah. I heard you got like a new season. Let me uh, let me audition for it. Yeah. Um, Is it like the cast shows up at your crib in like, the middle of the night? They just like, snatch you, put you yeah. in a truck, and, and you show up in front of Lauren. <laughs> And Lauren is in the dark somewhere. Lauren Michaels is in behind the, the table, petting a kitty or something. Running. Yeah, I think, I think her front okay. <clears throat> I'll call her back. That's a great fucking Lauren Michaels impression. Thank you. <laughs> it's almost like uh, Doctor Evil. It's like Doctor Evil. In, yeah, with like well, Fozzie like, Bear from yeah, Lakers. and yeah, like Kermit, is. a little bit of Kermit. Yeah, a little bit of Kermit too. <clears throat> and I'm not really good impressions, but thanks. So I, uh, uh, I got a story about Room Twenty Eight. So am I H? That was we used to do Friday nights here at the Monkey Room. We're here on a Monday because it was free hookah. Oh. Free hookah Monday. Is there still free hookah Mondays? No. no. Uh, yes, oh, but damn. only one. I'm sorry to break your heart. <laughs> damn. Yes, what? but only one. What does that even mean? What does that mean? I mean, like they only one refill, one hookah, no refills. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. The initial hookah yeah. is free. Yeah. So we were here. Politics. And yeah, we were all wearing suits. Lou was here too. That Lou's here. Fine. My boy Lou. Shout out Big Lou. Shout out to Big Lou. Oh, shout out to Rachel Laloga also. He mentioned Rachel. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and, and shout out to my co-host, Frank. Frank is Nichols back there. From Latinos Out Loud. <coughs> so, he's here. He's spying. He's making sure. <laughs> I saw him creeping on the door. I was like, oh. He's going to report back next week when we record that. Like, Yo, he mentioned none of us. And, and we he mentioned it was just him on Latinos Out Loud. Frank, we already had mentioned Jamie, too. Right, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were here. We it was. I don't know why we were in suits. All three of us were suited up. And then Jay's like, yo, you guys want to go to... Uh, we just came from the opera. I don't know what the fuck. Wow. You guys went to the we, opera. And Jacob goes like, yo, you guys want to go to 809? So you guys were doing something in 809. Oh, my God. And then there was maybe a concert afterwards or something. David Kata right? was performing. Afterwards or something like that. Like so we got movie. to see Room 28. And then we were hanging out with Uncle Jacob. 
Um, but that was that was the first time I saw Room Twenty One at that time. Damn, you know that was our first show that we did, and I, I had no clue. I just was like, oh, yeah. When we performed, for th- that was our first ever. You know, get rid of all the cobwebs. You know, performing on a makeshift stage. So you know, like. We all get nervous and everything. That's natural. But, like, all of us were, like... And it was, like, 180, 190 people in that. And, 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 and it's that's a different crowd from when we were performing theater. Because theater people are sitting down. Right. They're there. But it's, like, in a, in a club, Plus a you lounge know, area. You got people who are, like... All these women dressed oh, up and yeah, shit. Yeah, but it was, like... It's a nightclub. Cucumber cannons on that. No, but it's, like... But the thing about it was, it was, like... You know, when you're in the theater, you're like this. But those people are, like... Positively heckling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not like a negative one, but like, ah! but like, all right, we'll let you finish laughing and then we can continue with our joke. Uh, the way to dance and shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Not the rápido. Yeah, I know. Are you done? All right, let's go. <clears throat> so that was, I, you know, and I, I just remembered that. Uh, you mentioned Room 20, I was like, wait, we went, it was at 809, and that's we went, crazy. I don't know why we were wearing suits, but we were, I, that's what that's I remember. Funny. He just said you guys went we to the opera. the fucking opera, I just told you. I've never in my life been to the opera, I don't know, maybe you've been to the we opera? Were, that day? Yeah. I was in the opera. You had some space cakes maybe that you day? Was there? No, I was not. Do you remember the name of the, the opera show? I don't know, it was like some <laughs> orchestra shit. It was like a holiday thing that they were doing. Oh, it was a holiday. Oh, also. got it. Damn. 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 What, what was it? Lou don't remember. We had freaking, we were having beers here, uh-huh. and hookah, and then Jacob bought like a huge bottle of whiskey when we got away. The I don't, the owner of eight oh nine. He's like Jacob's like, oh yeah, he's my guy. Blah blah blah. And so I'm like, oh hey, hey, I don't know this guy. Right, right, right. And he, he like they set up us in a little corner. He's like, you guys want to go watch a little comedy? You want to watch? <laughs> yeah. a, yeah, like, blue, like whiskey. All up into like the bathroom. Yeah. <coughs> nice. So it was it was it was it was a like it was a event. good random night, you know. Right. I mean that's an uptown night. And I used to bump into you here a couple times, a couple times. I lived here. I lived here. Yeah. That's true. Didn't you have like your own like reserve table? Dude, <laughs> I it, I was so I think no, there's a one bago chair <laughs> by the bar. I have imprints everywhere around here. No, I it was bad. Like I I got to a point I was so addicted to smoking hookah. That I would like memorize lines. Like I would be, it would be chaotic. It would even be like a Monday, and it was just full blown loud music. You know, Knicks are playing and everything, and I'm just here, like smoking hookah, drinking my wine, and learning lines. That's how addicted I was from smoking hookah. Like this place, it's like when you have a when you're a crackhead and you go back to yeah. your old neighborhood of smoking crack. This one right here, right here, I would be addicted to hookah. You know what we call him, the hookah god. Listen, this guy is still addicted to smoking. Still, still addicted to it. I, 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 I need you to talk to my me. doctor. <laughs> yo, my to. doctor. Why the fuck are I putting him on the My screen? my doctor was like, yo, what's good? Your lungs, what's up? And I'm like, what? He's like, you smoke, you you smoke hookah? Because you know, like white doctors are like, what the fuck is hookah, right? The shit is, yeah. that I don't have that problem because I don't go to the doctor. <laughs> See, you're smart. They See, never, you remove they that. Never, never you remove that obstacle. Yeah, you're good. Not me. I was like. And he's like, you can't smoke hookah. You just gotta stop. That's terrible. Right? Check it. He's like, Yo, but this, this is how bad it was. That's called a hater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he didn't even think it was cigarettes. He just assumed it was hookah. Yeah. Forget the cigarettes. He didn't know if you had another so I, habit. So, you know what's so funny? So the next day I go to everybody. I'm like, yo. Yo, I can't smoke hookah no more. Like, what? Nah. Like, I can't. Yo, three weeks later, I'm right back at it. I'm right back to monkey room soaking hookah. Yeah. Like, Whatever, yo. But I quit now. Nah. Unless they got tonight, then. I mean, I think for old time's sake, it won't kill you. Why not? It won't kill you in line. Well, if if Enrique is here. We're going to give you two more glasses of wine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. From there, fuck that, yo. (laughs) Frank, Uh, you want some hookah, too? (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. No doubt, yo. <laughs> but let me let me let me let me say this, and this is a fact, and Frank knows this because he remembers. I got hooked on hookah shooting the video hooked on hookah. Before that, Frank, right? I, before I didn't even that, have to bring it up. Yeah, I before so I used to make fun. That's that was the whole thing. We were making fun of people that were addicted to hookah, and guess what? 
all weekend when we were shooting, I was smoked hookah. And he was like, he kept, he had a couple of hookahs because we needed a couple of hookahs. I got addicted to hookah for three years because I shot it. So it was like, I was so method that I ended up being hooked on hookah. Like so, only question is, what was the flavor of choice? Oh, shit. Uh, mint. I'm, I'm basic. I'm a basic. Blueberry mint. <laughs> I, I I like mint. I'm good with mint. <laughs> so not coconut mint. That was our thing. Yeah, I Yo, that you know. Good. That's a nice. It's a nice little. Yeah, a little sweetness. It's a nice little. Sweetness. Yo, anything with mint. Oh, <laughs> I've been in the interview for 20 minutes, and my man so for the first sweet. time comes out with the, the. You know, you saw the hands. Like, you know, oh, they, you know, it's, mint. It's, it's, it's good. Coconut mint. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Like so, how did uh, you mention you you met Rachel in two thousand nine? You guys were working on online radio. Yeah. How did <coughs> Latinos Out Loud come about? Well, I've known Rachel now for eighteen years, uh, and then when when I, the when Juan Bago came out, she was working for Latina Magazine, and she was doing marketing. Wow. And we were we were friends, and she was like, "I'm gonna help you out." You know, there was a little. Uh, article about it in Latina, but she interviewed me in her online radio show, and then I became co-host, right? Oh, wow. um, so we then brought back, uh, the it was called the Pochincha Bueno Show, so it was like online radio, wow. similar to what a podcast is, and then we brought it back, after the Paco Queso and in, in the videos, we brought it back, we shot it actually in Manhattan Times. So in their office, mm. and it was me, Rachel, and this time around, Jamie came along, and we were doing the the, the Pochicha Bueno show for like six months, and then at the end of 2013, we started working, co-producing uh, Room 28, and then Jamie and I had a podcast called The Translators, which was interviewing Latino actors in, on their path, so I already got familiar with the podcast, right. and then the end of 2016... Um, uh, 2016, I got interviewed uh, by a podcast, uh, the, the Scumbags, and they interviewed me. They did a special anniversary oh, my, thing. My friend was involved in that. Uh, yeah. Victor. <clears throat> Victor. Yeah. And then Victor started uh, the network, mm-hmm. and while he was saying, look, I'm going to start a network, I was like, yo, look. And I told Rachel, I was like, yo, we've done the online video. <laughs> we have the chemistry. Let's 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 get into this podcast thing. Um, the chemistry was there, and then, you know, Frank uh, Frank was doing the fake news. He's always been known around the circle about doing fake news. So I was Frank Spiracy. Like, Frank Spiracy. So, so I was like, yo, let's be perfect. <laughs> we had a co-host uh, named Andrew Santiago, but then he got hired by Me Too in L.A., so he left, oh. and that's when Jamie came and was there. But Rachel and I uh, have worked in the past, and we figured, like, let's get involved with the podcast. Um, it's always been therapy for us. And we were like, let's do this. And so that's sort of the transition that we went from doing online radio to doing podcasts. When did Revolver Network come into your, your So Revolver was reaching out to us while we were with Scumbags. But we were very, uh, we were loyal and we were working with uh, Scumbags for the year. But the thing about Revolver was that they were offering a a big... Because you got to understand, sometimes when you're dealing with some podcast networks, the bandwidth and 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 the reach was out there. And we figured that we were very local as far as our audience was very tri-state New York. Kind of like this show. Right. And so when (laughs) Revolver got involved, they reached out. Like, they were hitting us up from, like... We started with Scumbags from, like, let's say January, from March. And we're like, no, we're good. We're happy. We did another season. But then we wanted to transition and say, look, we want to get to a point where it's no offense to scumbags, but we want to get to a point where we want to get on a national yeah, scale. So people in Iowa want to be Milwaukee, yeah, 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 Alabama. Oh yeah. The other day, someone I said it was up from Alabama, Dominican. Well, there's like we have a few listeners in Alabama. Yo, I mean, two shit though. Like, there's a there's a couple people now that all Dominican that are out there doing this shit now. So I feel like so LA is a market that. Oh yeah, yeah. Love oh yeah. There's a lot of Dominicans. Can I say it? Love Can I say it? Watch the Heights. You're gonna say it. And he's also half California guy. Right? Half California. Half, half wow. California. Why does that work? Because he he was born. Actually, he's from the Bronx too. <laughs> You're everywhere, bro. It's cool. International. Thank you. <laughs> International craze. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> when he went out there, he's like, Yo, Rick, man, I'm a little bummed out. There's not too much of the culture here. Yo. And it, he was. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just like a small... Can't get those over there. Yo, you could get... We, we have to send them a Dominican care package. But you definitely cannot get salami or queso free. No. Like, no. somebody was like a black that. market for that now. I think... Uh, <laughs> 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 
There's this white girl named McKenna. Shout out McKenna. She, 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 she was the plug she, for you? She's the plug. She's smoking. I don't know where the fuck she gets it, but she's, she's a white girl. Um, yeah, um, I went to this conference called Hispanicized back in October, I believe. And there was a lot of... The, I got teary-eyed because it was a panel and it was Dominican. It was Jesse Terrero. There was Cariel from Pero Like, yeah. Julissa, and... Um, like getting all there, and I think somebody was telling me that they get they get the hookup, they get somebody to FedEx the salami and all that stuff and bring it out. <laughs> it's like there, a big you know? I'm in yeah, like a so... fucking group chat. It's Dominicans in Cali. Yes, yeah. Dominican Cali. Shout out to them. Because Shout out to Dominicans really, in Cali. For sure, for sure. Yeah, man, they really they they because they're all coming from the woodworks, you know. It's not like New York where it's like you can just take a train and you're like, all right, back. Yeah. Out there, they're all separated. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So Revolver, we we ended up uh, working with them, and it's it's been awesome. Revolver. So we did uh, you five seasons in now. So yeah, but it's like five seasons in when it's like um, it's our third year, five seasons. Because you know how like what is it? Is it like Bachelor? You know, it's like not one one season per year, you but it's like half, yeah, we take yeah. breaks in there. So but yeah, it's five seasons. That's a lot of. How many how many episodes do you think you We're up to like I'm the numbers guy. I think we're up to like eighty five. So we're due for our hundredth wow. in April, I believe. April twenty third, I think we're due for our hundredth. So this is our what's nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eighteen. Nineteenth episode. Mm-hmm. So that's like uh you guys I would like to get there if it's possible. Consistency, consistency is just and content. Yeah, it's just it's just driving and and also I think what really helps us out. We're very structured. Um, we because sometimes that's the thing about podcasts and stuff like that. You can plateau, you can get kind of like caught in this in the in the in the just in the grind of it, right? But I think if you create some goals and you create some milestones and you create yeah. the structure, I think that that gets you going, especially when you have do it so consistently. You know, like it's, you don't want to get to a point because of job, right? Yeah. So I think you want to kind of create some goals yeah. and some, some milestones to get you like motivated, like, yo, we're almost to this here. Yeah. And then once you hit that level, you get to the next level. Yeah. It seems like the chemistry that y'all got too plays a big part. Well, like look, I've known Frank, I've known Frank mm-hmm. now, Damn, like what? Seventeen years? It's like two thousand two, right? Shit. I've known Rachel since two thousand one, and I've known Jamie the least two thousand six. So we all are friends. So there's yeah. there's a chemistry off mic, and then there's on mic, right? That's the one that's been growing since we've started from two thousand seventeen. Right. But as far as uh, individuals, we've all known each other for fifteen years. So yeah. it's a thing where yeah. you know we're comfy, we're friends, we we. You know, there's there's a there's a that that you know I, I always like to talk about like in sports. You know, like sometimes you could put the best five players in the court, right? But if you haven't played a few games together and know like oh right, right there that's where his sweet spot is shooting, and then when he no look pass is gonna come over here. That's how right. we are. We kind of know our spots where you won't have awkward silence because we kind of know each other's rhythms. Yeah. So, so it doesn't even feel it feels like you're just having fun. It doesn't even feel like a job. It's something yeah. that you want to do. You our main challenge is to stick within the hour 10, hour 15. Oh, that's, that's our main challenge now. Because for us, we'll go off. You know, we're like, no, it's not it. But we are just, like, I think some of the best material is the stuff that you guys haven't even heard publicly. Because yeah. it's like, well, all the mic's on, it's hot, and we're just talking, and we're just ranting. And it's just that natural, you know, feel right. of the stuff. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I think it's always a, a matter of just experience and working with each other for a while that gets you to that point where you feel comfortable. So I also ordered you another uh, vino. vino. Thank you. And vino. One step closer to the hookah. She can go. Who's next? Thank you so much. But, uh, let's go Mets, yo. We're gonna no, let's go we Mets. What? I think we I are. Mean, Come on. I like this general manager. He's stacking up that bench. That guy, he's actually taking some risks. Although, I saw a video of that draft, uh, that prospect that we traded to Seattle. Dude, my brother is working out the diesel. Don't I'm even like, tell me. My brother was, was upset that we gave him. I was telling him. And we work together. Store. We do a podcast together. Like he's a store. So when something happens in the sports world, we'll have a conversation. And my yeah. brother comes yo, over to my. Th- yo, I told him that's a mistake. Why the hell did we do that? Yeah, yeah. We could have. By the way, shout out to oh, I'm wearing the Mets colors for you. Oh, hey, what's the I like that? What's the Mets? What is it? The Mets are a professional baseball team that play in New York. 
He's from no. He's so, a. Uh, I'm a Dodger fan now. Oh, you're a Dodger fan. Like Converted, yeah. Well, well congratulations respect, respect, for getting uh, getting Harper 2.0. And Pollock, a, AJ, you got AJ, AJ Pollock, yeah. Uh, Harper. Thank you. <laughs> he has no idea what you're talking. About. <laughs> I don't fucking watch. He doesn't watch. <laughs> was that like a dream your dad had for you? Huh? El hijo mío va a ser pelotero. No, I, I got inspired watching Rafael Santana. So I wanted to be a shortstop for the Mets. And then, you know, obviously I got cut in, in high school. And then I was like, all right, bet. Yeah. <laughs> there like goes a, that. Yeah, there goes that. Construction. I'm in an all-white school, and you're not. You're going to cut a Dominican <laughs> from the baseball the team? Like, just have me there for intimidation. You know what I mean? You probably had a full beard. Listen, you could have been. I definitely had a mustache. <laughs> you could have been, like, in bench warmers, the guy that's, like, I ain't 12. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that you can still go scheme. back. Yeah, I can still go back. Dude, know? they probably were pissed when they called now you couldn't play baseball. Oh, my God. They were excited. Oh, oh shit, we got one. You can't play baseball. Yeah, yeah. Really? You were that bad? No, or, or was no, it? No, I wasn't bad. I was just, I was, I went for a position that was a little bit easier and had more. I went for second base and there was a lot of competition for second base. So. You should play the outfield or the catcher. And, uh, Nobody wants to be a catcher. I, yo, well, I actually played catcher in, in Babe Ruth. The, the other, not, yeah. not connected no. there, but that's bad for your knees, bro. I still haven't recovered from So, <clears throat> let me ask you, what are some yes. of your favorite skits that you've been involved in? Oh, they're like, they're skits, they're like babies, you know, kids, they're all Well, you have a favorite, favorite. Like, you always have a favorite. Don't yeah. like, you know, like parents, they I, say, like, look, I love them all the same. That's not, Frank, that's not I'm, true. Frank, I'm going to say this in front of you. Uh, my favorite <laughs> ever sketch video is Domini Nights. Oh, okay. uh, because it was just it was at the time that it came out, you know, it was, uh, ninjas in Paris, and the parody off of that. But it was so much fun uh, because when we did Banco Queso, it was a global viral video. Yeah. But it wasn't treated like how Dominique Heights was, where it was like hip hop. Like it was like it, it was great in Spanish countries everywhere, but like. Dominion Heights was like, oh, it wasn't a fluke, you know, because Banco Queso was like, oh, because, you know, Billboard wrote an article and was like, these two unknowns, they're rappers from like that, they didn't even know, but once the mystique went away, they're like, all right, are they going to be able to do it again? And when we did Dominion Heights again, and to be on television, you know, on rotation, was that was that was fun, and then having Lin Manuel in the video too, and I was supposed to have Flaco Navaja on it too, so it was supposed to have all their cameos in there, but... You know, at the, even at that time, I was respecting people's times where I'm like, yo, I, I gotta find you. I gotta find a spot. I can't just throw you in there, you know? But that was, to this day, still my favorite sketch project that I've done. And how was it? Because people won't know this, but Luis Manuel Miranda, you worked with him before. Now yes. he's like this Disney guy, and he's like the it. I feel yes. like now he's the it Latino. Hell yeah. Like oh, Disney yeah. was like, oh, we, oh, we need a Latino. We shit. need a. He, he does that other shit. Freestyle, freestyle Love Supreme. Supreme. I was about to ask you that about that thing. One. That Freestyle Love Supreme. I, I actually saw Freestyle Love Supreme back in, uh, back, in those days, back in those days, and that was literally like because that was work. It's genius work, but it's like, I, I just, you can't. If you go to one of those shows, it's just you can't explain it. It's like how the hell did he? It's just. To rap, freestyle, right. rap, Dude, and put a story his together. Sister the crazy went shit to was, sister loves, yeah, my sister loves that shit. The crazy shit, she bought tickets to the one that, because they're doing it again now. Yeah, they, they are. They are? Yo, she, paid, she paid $50 for the tickets, and then they found out that the show that she booked, that she's going to go to, is the one that Lee Manuel is going to be in. Yeah. So she just sold the tickets for like $700. Wow. Like, it's wild. Well, shout out to him because he just, uh, he went to Puerto Rico. He did Hamilton in Puerto Rico. He forced the Tonight Show to go to Puerto Rico. They did a bunch of uh, good work out there in Puerto Rico because they got Fallon and, uh, not Questlove, uh, Black Thought to do the longest zip line in the world. And then Bad Bunny performed. They also had Osuna. I'm going to ask you about Osuna right now. Osuna, and they had Jose Feliciano perform also on it. Yeah. So I thought that it was it was a dope move on NBC's part, and it was a dope move on Fallon. But the real guy behind yeah. that was, you had to be Louis Manuel. Of course. I, Louis Manuel is a genius, but so is his father, and I think he has a great camp. Yeah. Luis Miranda is, is, and that's the thing you got to understand, like, Lynn... Is ma- is the manifestation of Luis Miranda being obsessed with theater, and and so as you imagine, you know, you're 
you and your wife will go and you have a child and you're bringing them and exposing them to right. musical theater for such a long time, obviously this kid's going to grow up to be something that's going to love it. So I think yeah. that at this one of the, the great strengths that Flynn has is his circle and his dad understanding the big picture and creating art and using art to push and raising money. So he has a great camp, but Luis Miranda too is another genius that you know people like won't notice, but he is just he's he's a beast as well. I first saw. I brought brought that up because if you get any tickets for freestyle, (laughs) (laughs) you know what's funny? I went ahead. I'm just saying we can flip them. Yo, I I got to see Hamilton, but because the moment that they announced it, they're like, "Oh, it's done off Broadway. It's gonna go there." I literally was like. And I went and I got the tickets, like, way in the back. But then right after it just went on Broadway, that's when it became thousands. It was crazy. Yeah, I was like, nah, I'm going to get this before anything because yeah. that's it. And now if you want to go see it, you have to go to Puerto Rico and spend thousands to see it. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it They was, had it in, like, San Diego for a little bit when I was out there. And, yeah. like, well, they so have it in London, now. too. They have it in a, in a bunch of, like... Um, theaters around the world But it, he's not in it Like Lynn's not in it no, I actually saw In the Heights When it was Something that was like There was a small buzz In this area Yeah And it was a Christmas present From my aunt And I went to go watch it And I was like Yo this is the It was kind of I was like This is one of the dopest Shows I've ever seen And I've never seen Hamilton But When people asked me About Lynn I was like You gotta see In the Heights Yo same with yeah. me With me Um that same platform that was creating comedy and content, right. I, I convinced them to let me go see um, In the Heights because um, at the time when I was doing Juan Bago and all that stuff, Lynn's uh, cousin was working for Manhattan Times and she did an oh, article right. about the story of Juan Bago and then she's like, oh yeah, I have a cousin of mine and he's doing an off-Broadway play about Washington Heights and I, right. you know, at the, remember that's You're like, oh, that's, wait, I got that's oh six oh seven. Where is he from? Yeah, I'm like, really off Broadway hey, about Heights? That shit's like corny. <laughs> and then I went up and I ended up watching it and I'm like, yo, this is a good. This shit is play. bananas. Yeah. And I remember then I interviewed him again for Broadway opening night and I was like, what do you define success? And he's like, this is it. Meaning yeah. from the Heights to have a a, a a play, a musical on Broadway opening night, success. And right. from that, and it's funny because I was dating someone at the time that does not get, she, she just, no, she doesn't, uh, celebrity here, celebrity there. And this is Lynn Manuel first night. And she was like, oh my God. I was like, what? It's like, something <laughs> about that guy, Lynn. He's, yeah. he's got this aura. And I'm <laughs> like, this, you don't get this way with any celebrities. Like, no, but him, he's, he's got he's it. He's got it. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So from that, and then from seeing how humble he was opening night for, uh, in the Heights, I was like, this guy has that it factor that no matter who he meets, yeah. he's so humble, so friendly. That that's infectious, and that's why people love him so much and, because of that. And they're actually coming out with a movie in the Heights. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's doing the uh, he did an yeah. open call in Washington Heights for any because he wants to do all Latino. He cast. wants to do all Latino yeah. cast, which I think is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. But all those questions about Luis Manuel is not to plug in Luis Manuel. Is no. Will there be a? Because we don't care about him. He's a nobody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Will they he's be washed? He's done. He's yeah. Done. Yeah. He's he only got We're waiting for off Broadway. Two years left. The story of Juan Bago. I want Off Broadway. Paco Queso. The musical. The musical. Yeah. By the way, is there merch? When is there gonna be like Juan Bago merch? Uh, yeah. A little of uh, Latinos well, on you know, merch. Uh, you know, I would love to have a Rachel Laloca T-shirt. Or, yeah. Well, for merch for for our podcast, we are definitely working on that. Yeah. And then merch for the Bago and all that stuff. I feel like. I think that's probably like, you know, as an artist or as a, a business person, sometimes there is like the weak spot of like stuff. And I think I've never been like really good at like capitalizing and doing merch and stuff like that. Yeah. But I guess maybe I can piggyback and when we do the Latinos Out Loud merch, we can do stuff like that. Uh, but Frank, you can ask questions about that uh, offline with Frank. He's the, we, uh, we can also call uh, a project, and maybe you could do a couple of limited edition Juan Bago shirts. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I know he was or mentioning some, something that I you can go to shop. Yeah. 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 I'm going to make Juan Bago, but with a V. Yes, yes. 
That way you can't get sued if you start selling them. I can't sue you if it's Juan Bago. So that's the loophole. Did you ever go back and like get it with the V? I mean, nah, nah. I mean, I just like, oh, whatever. It's just me. It doesn't even look right. Like I was like, you know, whatever. You know what's crazy is I didn't even realize until you said it. I had no clue. I thought it was. You know, like you know that the word is like yeah. that, but in my mind, like, I, know, I thought yeah, it was with a B. I know, I know. He, everything. But that's because you don't know. How, you don't know how to write in Spanish. Right? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. That's how I got exposed. You gotta have merch that's with how, the with the I, curls though, with the Jerry curls. Yo, the fucking Fernando. Yeah. For Fernando too. Oh, oh Fernando T. Oh, Fernando's stickers. Oh shit! Yeah. I gotta write that down. Fernando merch. Fernando merch with the curls. You get a small print of the store on the side, but it's Fernando on the shirt. Let me hear the I gotta, yo, that is so true. Yeah. That's smart. Jesus, so, talk about mine. We're gonna have a, a meeting between the two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you say offline. Like, off, off, that's off, a very like off camera. Podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Turn everything off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> we have come. Like I was talking to Juan for like uh, 15, 20 minutes yeah. off camera. Yeah, and it was some funny, interesting offline. shit offline. Mm. Offline. Mike's not on. <laughs> what what do they say to the reporter? Oh, off record. Off record. Off record. That's like off the record. BT after hours? Is yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, we're anything talking off, about the... Anything off <laughs> is just like, yeah, it's was the it, side. It, it was called like BT Uncut, though. No? No, oh, no, Wait, that was the porn. That was soft that porn. Was <laughs> I'm just, they used to play like the tip drill video. Yeah, like, three like, time yeah, like you see tits in those videos. You're like, whoa. Y'all never seen the Nelly tip drill video? Yes. That shit was like That's, 20 minutes long. <laughs> I, think the, I think the Cardi B, the money one, that one, and... Um, Twerk? The, no, not uh, money. I think money's worse. Oh, uh, yeah. But there's a uh, uh, the, the, the Chip Girl video, and then the there's another video that he used to show. What are you talking about this stuff? Uh, that, that's all he does. My wife watches this he all the time. You know? He just wasted. He's like, I watch it with my wife. I watch it with her, you know? She's a, she was a Cardi talking, B fan. Rick was talking how he wasted 50 gigs on just being online this month. Well, my phone. So you know so he no. was, yeah, he Well, this unlimited thing. This is how they get you. This is how phone companies get you. It's unlimited. But then if you read the fine print, I think AT&T is like 25 gigs. After you go 25 gigs, they slow your internet down. I'm on uh, I'm, I'm on a carry. I'm not going to say the name because we're not going to check. But after 50 gigs, they slow it down. Mm. It starts with a T. Ends with a mobile. So... <laughs> <laughs> so after 50 gigs But I'm not going to say their names I'm not going to say their names Digging and Mobile Digging and Mobile Write that down as well Digging and Mobile I don't know A lot of good ideas are coming out of this show I don't know We shouldn't put this one up Let's move to this one So What's next for What's next for Juan Bago? Well, I mean continuing Mike Diaz Oh So there's two different guys Yeah, that's true um, with Juan Bago, I mean, continuing with the podcast, uh, I enjoy doing the podcast, we want to do a tour, we definitely want to continue growing our audience and, and seeing what other mediums we have, an opportunity, and then like, um, I'm not with Room 28, I'm not putting it out there like on oh, a negative tip, but I'm not with Room 28 because I'm focusing more on creating uh, projects, even if it's TV shows and films, but like right. really taking the time and tapping more into the writing side of me. Um, because for me in this day and age now with social media and so much distractions right. it's hard when you're trying to produce like I don't know if anyone's familiar but when you are a producer and then you're a writer the producer part of the brain always supersedes the writing because yeah. when you need to write you need to be in that right space you need to be in that right mind for right. thinking so I kind of took away some of that so I can focus on really being on top of myself discipline to write so yeah. hopefully with the one bottle you'll see more stuff that I'm writing and creating and in the podcast Latinos Out Loud I think there's space and look we I do a lot of research and stuff like that Latino podcast well, podcast in general is just booming every right. year like so that's why with you guys it's sticking consistency because the space right. is there People, every day someone wakes up and says, hey, I'm going to try this whole podcast thing. It's yeah. not something that has hit a, a plateau and it's like, oh, I'm done with it. No, it's like international too. I mean, there's English-speaking Latinos in different countries that will listen to podcasts that are here in the United right. States. You got people in Germany. What? Exactly. Yeah. So I think part of the last year, uh, I say, not only just being on the mic, but 
I wanted to really put energy in the Latinos a lot because the podcast is a space that can venture off and give you other opportunities. Uh, yeah. And then just write, and just just writing and creating. And I'm working on a couple of stuff. And you know, when you're working and creating something that you want to do TV or film, there's a lot more red tape. It just takes more patience and it takes right. longer for it to finally get there because you got to deal with this and you got to deal with that. So right. those are my two things that I'm, I'm focusing on as the podcast and just creating content. So you're trying to so write like a show? I want a TV you writing show. a TV, TV show? show? Yeah, I, that was my little Trump thing. Like, I want a TV show. It's going to be the greatest. It's going to be the greatest Dominican show you've ever I'm seen. I'm writing a TV show. Yes. All the other ones are nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. But but there's a lot of red... There's a lot. There's a, it's just a lot. It's just a lot of work. And that is the challenge for me because, you know, in the digital space... I think of a sketch idea, right. like Puerto Ricans vs. Dominican was literally a month, right? Like yeah. I literally wrote it, got together, shot it, got released, viral, right? Doing a TV show, no, it's a year and a half, yeah. two years to even, let's say, get it sold and stuff like that. And it's kind of hard because like when you're used to like, I do the, like even podcasts, you know, think of the idea, record the podcast, it's out to right. the masses. But when you're creating a TV show, it takes time. a lot of time and patience Meanwhile, you're getting the itch. You want to like create something. So, right. um, and there's all this one-offs that I'm I'm working with other like brands or platforms that I'm going to create. There are one-off sketches, but ultimately, I'm at an age and I'm at a time where I feel like with my expertise, I want to be able to be the champion behind the scenes and get younger Latinos to be right. in the ca- in front of the camera and oh. stuff like that. So, wow. that's oh, yeah. where my goal is right now. See, Benny? Wow. So, a chance. the star of the show, he, he says he's. I have a chance. It's Benny. Well, but you, I, Benny, listen, you, you work, you're rocking a turtleneck, so that's step one. Is, <laughs> that's a hold positive on, hold on. step. But the, let, let me show you something right here. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Should have had it. I should have just started with that, right? You should have started with that one. Should have This interview would have been completely different. It would have been different. Jane was out. Jesus. But yes. There it is. So, uh, I want to say thank you to Mike for coming out, giving us an hour uh, of his time. His wisdom. His wisdom. It was more than an hour. Um, Letting us get him drunk. They got the hookah ready for him? We got the hookah outside. We We can do the AMSR video now. We we can do the... I think I'm a buffet. Papacitos on a Sunday. That's cool. <laughs> where you got the mangu involved, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not a regular buffet or a Chinese buffet. Um, yeah, because you know what? Frank is there too. We uh, we took pride for a couple of years. We did um, the Bongo Bunch, which was networking. So so and and that was sort of like in the space that we were doing the parody videos, but then we also knew. You know, it, it was a it was a time where Apartment 78 just opened up. It was a time where you know even Negro Cloud or the Lounge. It was a time wow. where Washington Heights was really you know Peralta was really uh, starting to really Before, pick up man. on in his stuff. Um, and I felt like, and I and I said this uh, yesterday actually. I feel like you're you're worth and and you know who told me this, Frank uh, Abdul told me this. Your worth is really what you can give. So, like, you know, you can make a lot of money, you can have a lot of success, but what are you inspiring? Like, what are you giving forward? And so I think buffet, um, but uh, the second part, the second part of the question. So it's, it's, it's literally like a buffet because I, like, take, I love when I bring people together. I love 
seeing you're a camera person or you're a director but is an amazing actress that hasn't written anything yet get together make a project like I like bringing right. people together like there was a period in time where I wasn't doing as much content but I was really focusing on the Boggle Bunch and doing these networking events in the right. Heights and bringing people from Queens and Brooklyn and everywhere to come experience the Heights you know yeah. um, and then with the arts that's why I am doing what I'm doing when I'm creating because I feel like the if if you who are the top five most famous Dominicans right now, right? Or or what is Oklahoma or what does Alabama think of Dominicans, right? Mm-hmm. They're probably thinking A Rod, David Ortiz, mm-hmm. uh, I, I Oscar was, de la Renta, right? But there's still there's still some stigma when you're watching feature films or you're watching some you know. Um, any TV show that's crime, whatever, it's usually the villain or the drug dealer or right. gangbanger that's Dominican, right? right? So I think that's the part, and I've been blessed, and I've been humbled to be around the Marrows and the Oz Osmani, which, by the way, shouting him out, he, he shot a full feature called Vampires vs. the Bronx, which is a horror comedy, Yo. shot in the Bronx, Yo. where it's that little kid, there's kids, but the Marrows in it, Zoe Zadania's in it, and it's like, that's a positive image right. that's going on. So I think it's the responsibility of working with other Dominicans and creating content that Blanquitos can watch and see another side of Dominicans to change the narrative. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think that's literally kind of what I want to work on is changing the narrative of what we see the Latinos and Dominicans in general. Right. So thank you for the question. Great answer. That was a great question. And that was a spectacular wow. answer Woo! by our guest. Let's go. Next week we'll have Dex. He's nice. gonna talk about his music and his painting. Uh, I have Dex, a major. Yes, he Dex. sold. He sold his piece to uh, Odell Beckham. Yes, he Yo, did. Nice. Yes, I love Dex. He did? So yeah. Dex is the man. Yeah. Not only we'll just his painting, we'll also right we'll talk on. about his uh, uh, music as well because he's a music artist. Yes. Um, and we'll come back with more content and more stuff uh, next week. Juan, thank yes. you, Mike. Thank yes. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It was a I spectacular conversation. Thank you for opening up. And, get the hookah ready. Get the hookah. Get the Bring hookah. Coconut, coconut mint. Coconut Are they going to have coconut mint? Coconut that is going to be the. That is going to be the request. Okay. So, awesome. See you next week. <laughs> so, I got to rush to the bathroom. Yeah, no doubt. You see, opened up. That's